Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Silence, children. Silence. First an announcement. We have a treat for you guys today. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. V-I-G! Who am I? What is this realm? What is up there in the night sky? Where is the edge to this beautiful flat earth? Is the ocean blue because the sky is blue? Is the sky blue because that's God's favorite color because he's a boy? These are some of the questions that keep me and Baxter up at night. We go back and forth trading our thoughts and feelings. The other night we were talking about what if our feet were our hands and our hands were our feet? I mean, the randomness of it all. It's just astonishing. And now... Hey, Sam. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, this is... I'm <laughs> Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Thursday morning. It is the 9th of May. Hi. Yeah, it is. Hi. Hi. What's happening, peeps? Hi. I wanted, to, uh, I wanted to revisit Be Real and your million-dollar idea, Jensen. Great. Because I don't think the audience at this time of day has necessarily heard it. Mm-hmm. And well, they need to. I'm an entrepreneur. Yes. By nature. Mm-hmm. And I'm always thinking about new businesses. Right. And when we had Be Real on, a lot of people may have thought it was just a throw-out question. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it at the time. But it wasn't. Okay. Because Be Real had never heard of the product that I came up with. And uh, I think I'm going to be a billionaire. And I need to emphasize it, the B, not the M. It, is it in production now? No. Already available? No. Okay. It's, uh... Testing? No. Okay. It's just sort of something I thought of. Uh-huh. And then now I kind of have to go through the testing by, uh... So you thought of it? Yeah. And you've done nothing else? Well, I made a commercial. You made a commercial. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To sell a product that you don't haven't made yet. Well, you know what? You, everything starts with a dream. <laughs> it's true. So... That's a good point. Everything starts with just a small, minuscule hope. Mm-hmm. You know what? When... when uh, Elon go. Musk, <laughs> when Elon Musk came up with the Tesla, uh-huh. <laughs> he didn't have a Tesla. You know what I mean? He wasn't like, buy this car. He was like, I have an idea for a car. And then right. eventually he built a tunnel underneath Los Angeles. Well, he didn't really do that. With his but... hands. Okay. I don't think All that's right. accurate. And a lot of people don't know that about Elon Musk <laughs> is that everything he does is by yeah. hand. He makes every Tesla. Really? Yes. He dug all the tunnel out. Uh-huh. He... I don't think that's true at all. Absolutely. He slid okay. and grimes his DMs. Now well, okay. he, dates he did her. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he does everything himself. Wow. All right. So you came up with the idea and introduced us to your commercial because yeah. I feel like people need to know about it. Well, this is the idea that will propel me into fame and tunnels and grimes. This is a commercial I wrote. Hey, it's Jensen from The Kevin and Bean Show. As an entrepreneur, I'm excited this morning to exclusively offer you my newest business endeavor. With the recent legalization of marijuana and the booming cannabis industry, I found myself looking for a product that not only can help the weed community as a whole, but also make me rich with little to no work. 
And after impulsively asking rapper Be Real in a somewhat forgettable interview if it existed, I haven't seen okay. that product out there. Then putting no extra effort into the assumption that it didn't, I'm proud to introduce you to my cannabis-infused salad dressing line, Bong Newman. That's right. I've teamed up with Jeff Schneider, a high school weed dealer in Valencia, California, to concoct a salad dressing that will not only make lettuce edible, but also get you high as Don't take my word for it. Here's a stoner eating salad without my Bong Newman salad dressing. Ew, I hate salad. Now, here he is with Bong Newman on his salad. Oh, I hate salad. Oh, man. Have you ever wondered if farts have souls? See? Now he's higher than Kevin at EDC. <laughs> Bong Newman offers five introductory flavors. Indica Italian, Roach Clip Ranch, Bong Slamic Vinegar, Sweet and Sour Diesel, and Skunk. Just straight up skunk. Wait, did I mention that it's just normal ass salad dressing but with weed in it? Okay, good. Thought I may have missed that. Sorry, I've been eating salad. Act now and I'll throw in my other new drug-infused product, methamphetamines. Yeah, don't overthink it. It's just beans with meth in it. So call now and get your Bong Newman salad dressing. Be Real think it's a new idea, and so should you. Bong Newman is not suggested for salads. It's actually not suggested at all. It's an idea made up last minute by the Goober Stayway. Smoke weed every day. I mean... Solid. Yeah. I've already spent all the money that I know I'm going to make. Right. Mm-hmm. On... Uh, well, I have a Shark Tank in my garage, okay. just like everyone had on cribs. Sure, I have uh, a Benihana table near my pool. Oh, luck out! Can I just bring up? Didn't you just come up with this like two, three days ago? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I bought everything with like fast shipping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so okay. I know budget's no longer a problem for me. So I now I have a drive-through movie theater at my house. Wow! Wow! wow. Inside. Oh, that's different. You yeah. can drive your car in my house. Uh huh. Anyway, all because of Bong Newman. Wow. Oh, that's really a breakthrough. I've, Very exciting. I'm really thrilled. I'm happy you guys are just as excited. <laughs> I'm going to have to figure out how to make salad dressing. I now. mean, I can't wait to try some. Well, is we, my thought. Three or four years down the road. But <laughs> absolutely, yeah. No, sure. I'd like to come see a movie. Oh, in the house? Yeah. I'll think about it. Oh. You'll think about it. Mm-hmm. Can't she just pay and do it? You have to actually wait, get I have an to invite? Pay? Yeah. Well, that's my other business. <laughs> Indoor drive-in movie theaters. <laughs> that you pay for. Yes. You have to pay. Well, of course you have to pay for movies. That's how it yeah. works. But it's There's in no... his home. I thought it was like a home theater He's making for friends. Billions. That's He's... what my wow. dad used to say. There's no such thing as a free movie. What? <laughs> 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 he never said that. When did he say that? You know what? what? You caught me there. Everything okay. else I've said today <laughs> okay. is true. All right. But the one lie I did say cool. is that my dad never said that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys for caring about my salad sure. dressing. Uh-huh. All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Beat Show, shall we? you. You, you, you're cool. You, I'm out. Dr. Drew's on the show today. Sure he is. And we have many questions for him with about the measles because it doesn't seem like anyone's giving like actual hard answers. Do yeah. they not have them? Do they not know? Uh, yeah. Do I need another booster? Right. Oh, we don't know. Uh, well, should I get one? Not sure. We'll let you know in the future. Yeah. I, I will say my mom posted something on Facebook about getting a booster shot. Uh And it was like, do we need this? Like, someone tell me, do I need to get a booster shot? And then the source was uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) trustyoself.com. Very very extremely uh, popular news source. Excellent. And I literally in comments just wrote, that's not a a website. (laughs) I've never heard of this. That's very sweet. Yeah, uh, Dave is a cameo dick we have to talk about today. Dave signed up for Cameo, which is that service. We paid him for it. Mm-hmm. We gave him $10. Which they'll record a video for you, a personalized video right. for you, and send it to you. And, he... and by they, you mean celebrities. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I already have a problem. So for some reason, Dave signed up. He says just to see if it would work. It did, and mm-hmm. he's got requests that he's not doing them. He's not fulfilling his work no. duties? No. What a surprise. What a D-bag. 
Uh, get up on this because it's Thursday. Yep. Do you think it's because he's rich, Dave, now? He doesn't even need the money? Probably. He's just yacht, Dave. He's Probably. like, I don't need these peasants. Listen, Little I showed people. up to work, and I got a drive-in movie theater in my house. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, we're going to introduce you to Clownvis. Yes. Which we discovered yesterday. Oh, so excited. Uh, and it's what it sounds like. It's a, a clown. It's an Elvis clown. Mm-hmm. Yes. So good times on that one. And Akbar Bajamia Lila. Mm-mm. Is on the program today. He has a... Uh, nope. He's the host of American Ninja Warrior. I think that's the... Wait, Akbar. So. Mm-hmm. B. It's going to be here today. Well, it's G, but the G is silent. <laughs> yeah, so which do you go with if okay. it's silent? Well, you still go with the letter <laughs> G. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's coming up this morning. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Ellie McKay is here for a first look at what's happening. I don't know if any of you were trying to reach Dave yesterday, but... Uh, he was unreachable. I did not realize that. Yeah. Uh, tried to get a hold of him uh, for a couple hours straight. Like, Dave, I really need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I found out why. Why he's not reachable? Yeah. Ryan... Thank you, Kia, Mexico, for the decline of Western civilization. That... That too. Uh, Ryan Reynolds shocked the world by tweeting out a link to a YouTube video entitled Pokemon Detective Pikachu Full Picture. Over an hour and 43 minutes. Begins with a very convincing series of studio logos followed by the first few minutes of the film. Then instantly segues into a very long and surprisingly enjoyable and adorable loop of Detective Pikachu uh, in what appears to be an 80s-inspired jazzercise video. Mm-hmm. So Dave thought he was watching Detective Pikachu, the full movie. Mm-hmm. What? And then it wasn't. It was just a loop of Detective Pikachu doing jazzercise, but he was already entranced. So he watched it for the entire He watched the minutes. entire thing and then said... I love that movie. I'm still watching it. <laughs> I think he pressed replay. You think you watch it twice? I don't know if it does something to you, like like subliminal messages, that type of thing. Hmm. He's under its spell. Yes. He's wearing a little yellow furry suit today, and when he puts on his hat, he thinks he can solve crimes. Well, as you know, I have never seen Pokemon or Mm -hmm. played the game, but I'm thrilled and excited to see that Pikachu becomes Uh a detective when he puts on a hat. Yeah. I'm going to see the film. Yes. I'm I'm thrilled. Yes. Yeah. This is going to be great, and I'll I'll go with Dave. How long were you trying to get a hold of him? Like three hours, maybe? So he watched it twice. How do you watch that? Yeah. Three hours without just answering your phone. Also, uh, Kevin, I I wasn't really trying to get a hold of him. That was just part of the story. Okay, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very very possible that you were. It's a convincing theater. Thank you. By the way, still watching. Yeah. Oh, you can hear it in the background. Oh, wow. So he has not left the office. Mm -hmm. Correct. All the way through the night watching just a loop of detective Pokemon dancing. Do you think it's telling Pokemon Pikachu? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. As you know, I'm a big fan. Yeah. You mentioned big Pikachu head. Yeah. Can I ask Dave a question? Uh huh. Is he dancing with the hat on Dave or without the hat? Oh, yeah. Full on hat. Thank you. Well, he should only be dancing without the hat because once that hat goes on, he solves. Well, maybe he's solving a crime while dancing. And also give him Mm. time to be free, you know? He doesn't have to work all day. Exactly. So he wouldn't have the hat on. Can we check in on Dave every couple, a couple like maybe every segment? Make sure he's still alive. Still watching. Still watching. Okay. Okay. For sure. For sure. Great. Guys, did you see the the covers of Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue? Nope. I'll tell you this. Tyra Banks came out of retirement from the modeling industry at the age of 45 to pose in a 
tiny yellow bikini on the cover of the new 2019 Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. And it's only fitting that she landed the honor once again as she was the first black woman to ever be featured on the cover of the magazine Solo in 1997. This is now her third appearance on the cover. And let me just say, Tyra looks awesome. All right. Holy crap. Good Lord. Stop making my sons horny. Well, she looks great. Hmm. Um, Other uh, covers, soccer star Alex Morgan and model search winner Camille Kostek, who you might know as Rob Gronkowski's lady friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's got to be quite a... Quite an quite honor a for her. Right? Quite, a, quite a title. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Ty, if, you, if you get a chance today, a lot of people have done the um, the split screen of her in 1997 and her in 2018 on the cover. And um, it's 2019, mm-hmm. by the sure. way. Uh, strange that they Whichever. had last year. I do, I've done that once here. So. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they do a split screen of it. And um, Pretty damn she's good. blessed is, yeah. is all I can say. So... Congratulations on being super hot. You guys are going to hate me for this, but Alex Morgan, the middle one, is uh-huh. a member of the U.S. Women's National Team. Sure. He's won the World Cup three times yeah. and is going in France in about th- 20 days. Mm. Uh-huh. That's it. Oh, that was just soccer talk. Well, I mean, it's the U.S. women uh-huh. have won the World Cup right. three times. Yes. Oh, that's huge. Yes. Because the men, men never, never even, even make it. Been in the semifinals. Yeah. Ever. Losers, right? <laughs> well, that's why the women make the big bucks, right? Am I right? Oh, uh, is this is that not what? No, I mean, not technically. Not the technically. big mouth broad calling in here and then running away. Although they did strike. What? What? They did go on strike because of it because yeah. they were literally making more money than the men and they weren't getting paid. And so then they got it rectified. Wait, so they, they are okay. They weren't getting paid okay. the same, as, but they were bringing in more income than oh, the men's sure. team. Was. Sure, yeah. And no offense to the men's team because they they never really make it anywhere. But how exciting is it to watch the women's team? Very right. Yeah, it's a very high level of Scott of uh, soccer. So not only does she look great in a bikini, she's a world renowned athlete. Yes, that too. F these chicks, right? <laughs> That's what Tyra still like, looks like she did that long ago. Yes, she looks amazing. Ridiculous. And I'm not going to say I watched the uh, the video where they tell Camille that she won the cover, mm-hmm. but they pretend that she's doing like a video, just talking, and then all of a sudden she looks over and the screen goes to her in the cover, and she starts crying. I got choked up. I was like, <laughs> Oh my god, good for her! And she here's the thing with Camille. Okay. Yes, she dates Rob Gronkowski. Yes, she's an expat's cheerleader. Fine. She's a real-looking woman, uh-huh. and she points out on it. She's like, oh, my God, look at my um, my sag and my, um, uh, what's it, stretch marks, mm-hmm. and look at my freckles. And I was like, oh, you don't hear models talking about stretch marks and freckles. God bless you. Listen, I'm team Sports Illustrated yes, you are. cover right now all of a, all all right. of a sudden. But. Yeah, she's real ugly. I get why. Like, she's such a pig. She, by the way, she's so, like. No, she's, she's stunningly beautiful. Yeah. But, but that, she is a real looking she human. She has a freckle. Being. No, I get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I swear to God, Don't I hate look you. Look at me. I look so. Oh, you look perfect. Okay. She has a lot of freckles. Yes. And I'm team freckle. It's like we know one that. freckle just as a body. She is wonderful. And Jensen, <laughs> Jensen just can't accept that. Can we check in on Dave? Dave, you still watch, you watching it? What's that? Yep. Yeah, good, yeah okay. good to hear. Cool. Let's talk about some birthdays, shall we? From the Wu-Tang Clan, Ghostface Killer. Hey. Right? Mm-hmm. 
from uh, the hills and soon to be the hills new beginnings, you guys, right? June 24th. Can't wait. Can't wait. Adrena Patridge. Actors Rosario Dawson and John Corbett and pop singer, pianist, old dude, a piano guy. Oh, piano. Okay. Billy Joel, right? Oh. He used to be on my top five list of men. Did he age out? I aged out, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Guys, yesterday when a listener called in, her name was Betty. We were we were kind of taking calls on the topic of you were raised by a clown, mm-hmm. which and we got way more calls than we thought we would. I mean, the lines were full. Yeah, and you would think that's the craziest thing we would have done that day. Correct. Just asking people to call in and say, you know, oh, I was my dad was a clown. No, you see, Betty called in and she pitched us on her client. It was a clown Elvis impersonator, mm-hmm. a bit of a mashup, mm-hmm. one might say, that goes by the name Clownvis, which mm-hmm. is. <laughs> Not creative. No. It's just taking... I love it. The f- I love it because it's the least amount of work they could have put into it. But like even Clownvis, because that's half and half, but no, full name no, clown, clown, and then half Vis. Mm-hmm. Clownvis. Uh, at first we laughed her off thinking this person's crazy, mm-hmm. pitching us a third street promenade street performer. <laughs> but little did we know she would be introducing us to someone now that is... Kind of our Lord and Savior. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he's a comic. He, he wears sort of a comically ridiculous pompadour, mm-hmm. very large pompadour. Yeah. Right, right. And he has mutton chops, mm-hmm. and he has loud clown-colored, like a large clown-covered Elvis jumpsuit mm-hmm. that he's wearing. He has everything. He's he's beautiful, and you also have to understand that he wears these sort of aviator sunglasses and has full clown makeup. Sure, but like. Not great clown makeup. Can I also point out one of my favorite things that Betty said mm-hmm. was, oh, yeah, he only does like a couple Elvis songs. Well, that, that was funny. That was, we figured, oh, he takes He's, Elvis songs and turns them clown or just sings... Those songs, absolutely, but no, just a couple of those. Just he, a couple. He just, he most, so he's not even a, a clown Elvis. It's technically just the outfit. Right? Yeah, that is clown. <laughs> he's, he's mostly just a clown. Uh, but to me, he's the king of clowns. Yes, uh, he's the only entertainer to perform on both America's Got Talent and at the Gathering of the Juggalos. Wonderful. Oh, that's pretty strong. Listen, I didn't research that, but that's got to be true. <laughs> His clown antics and music parodies have taken him around the country, and it's hard to deny that he deserves it because he does. When you listen to songs like this, this first one is called. Don't be a bitch or you won't get stuff for Christmas. <laughs> Don't be a bitch or you won't get stuff for Christmas. You better look out, you better not cry. You better watch out, I'm telling you why. Don't be a bitch or you won't get stuff for Christmas. It's beautiful. He's making a list, checking it twice. Gonna find out who's been a bitch. Don't be a bitch or you won't get stuff for Christmas. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, guy's a genius. Well done. Oh, how, is it, how do we only find out about Clownvis so late in the game? I right? don't know. Very very upset at ourselves, though. We should have been at the small club dates. <laughs> we should have been really growing with him as a performer. We should all be wearing merch. Yeah. Because this song, another beautiful Christmas track. Does he all does he do all Christmas? He does a lot of Christmas. <laughs> okay. But no. These but the the bops yeah. are Christmas too. Okay. okay. This one is called Jesus Christ Eating on a Chicken Wing. (laughs) Rolling. Here's a story about the real Christmas. Jesus Christ eating on a chicken wing. He's got 
Hot sauce and ranch to dip in Baby, he's his little baby heaven Jesus Christ eating on a chicken wing It's his birthday today So let him have it his way He likes some hot, he likes some spicy I don't get a no barbecue honey sauce That ain't going to treat him honey, he's a boss Oh, nice. What? Why? How come a guy who's Clown Elvis decide, Clown Vest. Clown Vest. Thank you. Decide that Christmas music is his thing. Well, does anyone hire mm. a, cl- a clown at Christmas? I is mean, that a thing? That doesn't even have to be a Christmas song. It's that just talking anything. about Jesus' birthday. Yeah, it's Christmas, mm. but it's, it's more mostly about the chicken, about the chicken wings. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. Tune, that, you're right. It's a that, crossover. That's a chicken wing tune, not a Christmas <laughs> tune. Yes. Uh, this third song, uh, I tried to really figure out you know, to explain it the easiest way, but I, I, I can only tell you that if, if there was a fictitious taco shop that Barack Obama opened, <laughs> this would be the jingle. <laughs> Barack's tacos, Barack's tacos, Barack's tacos, taste the change. We got soft ones, hard ones, burritos too, and even a chimichanga just for you. Change. I love it. I love it so much. What a bizarre <laughs> smattering of songs. Who yeah, comes I mean, up with that? I mean, you do have to buy into the concept that Barack Obama has opened a taco shop called Barack's Tacos. Why wouldn't he? Which I'm fine with. Good. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah, Me too. Absolutely. <laughs> Me too, because it is my ringtone now. Uh, okay. This next song, I have to set it up a little. Okay. He's out on the town going out to clubs and dancing with Wolfman. The Wolfman. Like he does. Yes. And what you have to realize is that he's figured out a way to get the attention of the women in the club. Mm-hmm. Play the song. Yeah, I'm dancing with the Wolfman. 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 Yeah, I'm dancing with the Wolfman. In a non-gay way. Well, <laughs> 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 me and the Wolfman, we dance so fine. The Goblin lady said, I want to make you mine. We looked at each other, but we didn't cause no fuss. <laughs> oh, then the Wolfman said, Goblin lady, you're going to dance with us. Dancing with the Wolfman. Dancing with the Wolfman. Dancing with the Wolfman. Oh, this is fantastic. Guys, this is a weird Owl of Clown Elvis. In a non-gay way. Clown Vis. Clown Vis. Clown Vis. Clown Vis. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Jensen, tell us how you came up with Get Up On This. You did the podcast for how many years? Uh, almost 10 years. 10 years. I did a podcast where I would get people up on things that have not yet hit mainstream or things that they may have missed over the past 10 years. And I had a very good track record getting people up on things like Chance the Rapper the day while he was still in high school or Spotify the day it came out. And I'm not saying that I'm cooler than everyone. I think I just see fast trains on their way early. That's all. And I see them late, so I'm glad that you're here. So that's why I have this feature. It's called Get Up On This. Get up, get on up, 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 on this. Guys, when Straight Outta Compton was this massive hit in theaters, I don't know if you know, it is the most profitable music biopic of all time. I did not know oh, that. It is. Okay. Music lovers started to guess what rappers or rap groups were up next for this treatment. And a lot of people pointed to Two Live Crew based on their sort of First Amendment arguments mm-hmm. or the Beastie Boys. Both reportedly do have movies in the works, but I pointed to the Wu-Tang Clan. Okay. Mm-hmm. They are celebrating the 20th anniversary of their debut album this year. And now the first step of that process will start on Showtime tomorrow night. Oh, cool. When the four-part docuseries Wu-Tang Clan of Mike's and Min debuts. It's produced by Mass Appeal, which was a magazine for a long time and now sort of become a brand for docs and TV shows. And storied hip-hop journalist Sasha Jenkins is directing it. It has involvement from all nine living members of the group and Old Dirty Bastards family. And it is a very detailed look into their mediocrity, mediocrity, (laughs) meteoric, Jesus. There you go. Very different. Meteoric rise to the top. And they're almost a quicker fall from grace. A lot of people don't know that sort of ego and contracts exploded this group uh, from the inner core. And these guys uh, are insane. Like They're so close, which we'll get into. If you're uh, looking to somehow name the Rolling Stones of hip-hop, like who is the band that kind of will live on forever and have uh, a place in the sort of uh, legacy of of an entire genre, I don't think you can really pick anyone other than Wu-Tang. Run DMC is sort of there, but I think Wu-Tang overall for this generation and what it did for gapping sort of skateboard culture with, yeah, true. Uh, with, with hip-hop. So you learn about their origins. It is four hours long, four different episodes, one hour each. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm not watching a four-hour <laughs> show. Listen, Marvel guy, you can sit through this. It shows you how they all met as preteens in their neighborhood. Rizza, Jizza, and Old Dirty are all related. And some of their mothers were so close to each other that they considered uh, each other those sort of quote-unquote cousins. So these guys all knew each other coming up. We learn how Rizza and Jizza both had failed record deals on their own and as a result decided to round up all the best rappers in the borough of Staten Island and neighboring areas to create a supergroup and get them all a revolutionary record deal. Now, this is one of the crazy parts of the documentary. The Wu-Tang Clan fought and and rejected other record deals until they found one that allowed them to sign as a group, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 members, but then go to different record labels and sign solo deals unattached to the original one. Which, wow. which you could that's ne- unheard of. Unheard of. You could never do wow. that nowadays. You could never get it even then. But the idea being, Riza knew if I sign this deal, everyone can get solo deals. They're all good enough. And he did wow. it. Interesting. And, and he did exactly what he said he was going to do. They were in and out of jail, legal trouble throughout the whole first album, which not a lot of people know. And the most impressive thing about this documentary, especially if you're a music fan in general, it is unparalleled how much footage they have. Oh, I love the they old have, footage stuff. It's incredible. Yeah. 1990s, you know, studio sessions. They have video from their tour with Rage Against the Machine, which oh, was a revolutionary, revolutionary tour where they, they, they actually walked off. It was kind of the beginning of the end for them. They walked off that tour. Uh, their first trip out of the 
the country to Tokyo. They have all of that. They have, you know, old dirty talking about his welfare checks. All those things are seen in the documentary. If you have any care for the Wu-Tang Clan or really music at all, you'll love it. You'll learn things like the Wu-Tang Clan logo that you see everywhere. $400 he paid for that. Is that right? Yeah, $400. Wow. Uh, And now... What I thought was really interesting from it is, you know, you think of Old Dirty and you think he's sort of like this monster, like he was this criminal. There's a lot of questions, and it's not even like a large focus of the doc, but there's a lot of questions around him being followed by police. And maybe things weren't exactly what we thought they were. Uh, And I have a clip from it, and, and you can hear a little bit about that. Rap star Russell Jones, otherwise known as Old Dirty Bastard, and his cousin were pulled over in Brownsville, Brooklyn, by plainclothes anti crime cops. Police say after a chase, Jones rolled down his tinted window and opened fire on them. I gave him a cell phone for Christmas, and they thought it was a gun. And the cop just shot at him. But they didn't know I was on the phone with him the whole time. So you're on the phone with him while he's driving? The whole whole time. He said, Mommy, they're shooting at me. I said, don't you stop. I said, go back straight to the precinct and go in. The cop said you had a gun. Did you have a gun? No, I didn't have no gun. I don't use guns. Jones was charged with attempted murder of police officers. The alleged gun was never recovered. Wow. And it was basically scrubbed off his record eventually. Uh, But it's super weird. I mean, no gun, no fire, nothing. They found nothing other than the gunshots to him. And, like, that happens That's a couple weird. times in his life. So he was very paranoid. You'll learn that in the doc. It, like I and said. Maybe for a good reason. For good reason. And this isn't just like, wow, this song is really good kind of doc. This gets into the political atmosphere around Staten Island at the time. You see um, photo shoots from the 90s where Raekwon is out there and police are harassing them. A lot of crazy stuff happens. Guests that you see, Seth Rogen, Nas, Tanache Coates, Jim Jarmish, all of their management, every member of Wu-Tang. Wow. All, they're all gray-haired now. Uh, <laughs> Method Man is by far the most... Most uh, similar looking at this mm. point, but they all have, you know, these gray hair and they're um, reunited in a theater in their hometown. It is the first time they've all been together in Staten Island in 20 years. Wow. Uh, and it's incredible. And you learn about where they got their aggressive style. What, what was different about them? How they were still drug dealing at the time when the record first came out and what it's like to be in a partnership with a group of people. A big group of people compared Huge. to other bands. Yeah, yeah ten, 10 people. Guys. And what you have to remember, and, and this is really the focus of the doc overall, RZA signed each of them, except Jizza, his real closest relative, mm-hmm. to record deals himself. So each of the members were signed to him. And then he went out and got them signed to record deals, but he was the one paid for that record deal. Oh, snap. So it's a smart (laughs) business move, but so much of the final episode is about RZA making a decision between do I become the better businessman Mm -hmm. or the better family member? And it's it's a it's a real that is a hard thing to juggle. Of yeah, course, you want to sure. make as much money as possible. That's how he was raised to get out of his area and things like that. And he doesn't think his deals that he gave these guys were bad. He got them all record deals and made them famous. Yeah. But now you have to decide. These men all want to go out on their own, and is it worth it to him to get rid of those deals and and consider you know keep them as a relationship? Does it address at all? I don't know if you've seen all of them, but does it address all of them, yeah. ODB and Rockefeller? Yes, yes. Oh. You see the press. You see the press conference. <laughs> you see him on the phone, old dirty on the phone with RZA, asking him why he's not being let out of his record deal. Oh. I mean, I'm, what I'm telling you, it sounds great. It is so deep. It's done very well. And if you if you want to know, and by the way, Hulu has announced a scripted series based on the origins of Wu Tang and their relationship. So this is the beginning. You'll get to know everything that really happened. It. It, it debuts tomorrow 
on Showtime, four episodes an hour each. That is my get up on this. Get up, get on 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 up on this. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. We welcome to the studio Akbar Bajabiamila. Yeah. Woohoo! I mean, it close. He thinks he's such a pro. Right. I mean, I, I mean, you just said that like you weren't even yeah. nervous to say it. We welcome to the studio Akbar Oluwakemi Idowu Bajabiamila with the Nigerian accent is Akbar Oluwakemi Idowu Bajabiamila. So you just listened to that beforehand, Pretty much. yeah, and then repeated over it. And over he, he slept with headphones on, I did. Uh, just looping it over, looping it yeah. over just and over. <laughs> he thought it would just seep I, in. I mm. thought it would help, but I just didn't sleep. Yeah. So that kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the studio. Yeah, thank we're, you, we're man. I love it. And this is a this is a new studio. I like mm-hmm. this. Feel. I mean, it got new decorations. This is purdy. It's yeah. yeah, it's too purdy. Yeah. I feel like we need to dirty it up some. No, no, no we it's, will. It's, oh, don't worry about that. Oh, don't worry about that. We've got that handled. <laughs> you have a new book called uh, Everyone Can Be a Ninja. Yes. Tell um, us about that. Well, it just came out May 7th, uh, a day after my 40th birthday. And I was really, truly inspired to come out with this book because for the last eight years hosting American Ninja Warrior, I've been privileged to see so many ninjas, thousands of ninjas go through these different obstacles that we set up. And, and if you've seen the show American Ninja Warrior, you see how crazy the obstacles are. They're insane, um, yeah. Cr- crazy. It's super insane. And it made me start thinking and reflecting and just being more introspective and thinking about just the metaphor of life and how many obstacles that we have to go through and have to overcome. And I wanted to write a book uh, to inspire people to overcome the obstacles in their life, because I think it's the one thing, especially in the lifetime now and the life that we're living in, where everything is kind of curated on social media. Everybody's got the... The, the, they're living the life, the right? Perfect life, the right. perfect life. The beach, the smile, the the selfie with the you know celebrity. You but that's not the, life. You don't put the picture of you crying in your car on Instagram. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> eating, eating top ramen every night. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know these ninjas, they, they've come from all different walks. And I said, you know, what? I think it's time for me to be a little bit more vulnerable and transparent. And so I shared my story. I share a good friend of my story, uh, Allison Felix and what she needed to do to become an Olympic gold medalist. And she's the most decorated uh, female Olympic athlete ever in the world. And she shares her story. And many people think that when you're that talented, like an Allison Felix, that you were just born with it and just came easy. People will be surprised to know just what she had to do. And so I tell that story in the book, a good friend and former teammate of mine, Namdi Asamoa, uh, for the Oakland Raiders, first-round draft pick and labeled a dra- uh, first-round bust and turns around to become the top cornerback, shutdown cornerback in the NFL. And then I tell the stories of, like, Casey Catanzaro, Brian Arnold. These are ninjas on the show who've overcome so much in their life. And I put together, essentially, 10 chapters of key notes on how to overcome obstacles in your life because they're so different and all of our obstacles are different um, but there's a common thread in all of them why do all of us have that voice that says you're not good enough it seems like that like that really resonated. I have that same voice in my head. I'm sure most people do. Oh, that's me just in your ear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's you saying it? Yeah. Why do you think? You know, that's a great question. A I, I think we all have this insecurity. I have it for sure. And I think back to my very first day on the set of American Ninja Warrior. And I thought, you know, I was suffering from this imposter complex. Like, how in the world did I get to this point? Here I was, a guy that didn't have a big time NFL career, played four years in the league. Uh, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm not an all-time nothing. I'm not a Hall of Famer. 
so no one's going to give me this opportunity. And then I get elevated to a primetime television show, and first day on the set, I open the book up with this. My very first day on the set, I bombed, and I mean, in an epic, in an epic way. I can't memorize the lines that they're telling me for my stand-up. Then I come up with the idea of bringing a teleprompter. I can't read the teleprompter. That carries on for the entire first season. My first season was in season five, and it was nuts. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I was so, like, and all the voices in my head was telling me, you're not good enough. How did you get here? You're a fake. You're a phony. And I had to kind of push past that. And I believe that a lot of that just comes from this internal conversation, this negative conversation that we all have in ourselves. I think sometimes we see ourselves worse than we are. And or sometimes we crumble under the circumstances that we grew up in. Oh, I'm a kid from the hood. And so maybe I'm not supposed to be here. And because I went to Crenshaw High School and and, you know, I had to reject those circumstances. And that's the next chapter I go into is just rejecting those circumstances, not becoming the woe is me uh, guy or, or girl. Because it's so easy to hear those voices in your head and just give up at that point. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a lot easier than overcoming that. Right. So, And I really do believe, and it's like anything else. Um, for me, I, I put, posted this video um, that was inspired by Will Smith. And I have Will Smith, he's narrating it, and he's talking about um, jumping out of a plane, going skydiving, and then that fear. There's a certain fear that you get to. There with, should be a fear for that. Oh, but yeah, 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 <laughs> yes, right? But it, it, it really, again, I mean, it is, a, it's, a, it's like a metaphor, right? I mean, there's this fear, the plane opens up, and all of a sudden you see this, and I'm like, I don't want to do this. And in my mind, I'm like, black folks don't go skydiving. <laughs> I don't want to do this. And, 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 and finally, I get pushed out. And all of a sudden, I'm going down, and we're free-falling. And this is thinking, oh, I'm so tight. My eyes are tight. And I look out, I peek out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm still alive. And like, <laughs> I'm thinking, like, what am I going to die? And then after it, I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I'm not, I don't want to miss it. And then the parachute goes up. And then I'm like, oh, we're safe. And we land safely. But if I didn't get pushed past that, I would have missed all of that. I saw a very top view, 10,000 feet, however many feet up in the air I was. And to be able to see all of that, it was amazing it was an amazing view and we miss an amazing journey when we stop at fear and backpedal we've got to just push past through it yeah if you say to yourself oh what if i fall what if i fall that next voice should be no what if you fly right because that voice well unless you don't have a parachute on uh, no, I would move past the oh, past the parachute. She's talking about literally oh, yeah. flying. Yeah. Sorry, no, I'm still... I literally, I'm a superhero. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, yeah, yeah, I don't okay. read on. Uh, okay. Don't you know who Ellie is? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, when Thank you, you going through all those stories, like to to simplify it a little yep. bit for people listening, like uh, every one of these people you interview, your own story. What is a core element that threads through all of them? Uh, I believe community and mentorship. All of them have a quality of going back to a home base. And so so many times we hear people say, I can do this on my own. I can do this on my own. But the people in our lives that come into our lives, I think about the folks who helped me. I think about the people who Allison Felix was surrounded with or the ninjas that have family that help them move past whatever obstacle that they have. And, and that's the important part is being able to utilize the people around us to be able to push past some of those fears. Because, look, if you don't have – think about the kid who's afraid of the dark, right? 
Sometimes it takes <laughs> mom or dad. He looked right at me. Right. <laughs> he did look right at Jensen. Yeah. That's true. Sometimes it takes mom or dad to just come in there and encourage you. Scare and the crap. That, oh, and, 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 no, no, no. See, Jump out of the closet, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and really make it worse. And, and, and I believe that's the quality right there is just mentorship, community. That That's the core quality. Did you bring that thinking to American Ninja Warrior because you do you guys do such a good job of telling the stories of these families bringing their support group to watch them it's not a cutthroat competition everybody's rooting for everybody else like it's a that's real that's the community that's the Ninja Warrior community and that's what inspired me to write this book because after a while like I came from a totally different culture in the NFL where it is more cutthroat where if you're a rookie like I was a rookie coming in and I remember one of the veterans uh, defensive ends didn't want to help me didn't want to give me any type of tips on like like you're coming in for my job and it was very much cutthroat like that you don't see that in the ninja community you'll see the old veteran reaching out to the rookies and teaching them and helping them but that's what it's about and that's why you see so much success and i think there's a reason why people resonate with that and it's the same thing in the book that i try to capture in the book but i'm bringing you know personal stories personal because for me i don't want people just to see me as the former nfl guy oh you're the host on the tv show everything's great it was a natural like, transition yeah. Yeah. i'm like no it wasn't a natural transition let's keep I was it real just crying in my car <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was just eating right. ramen yeah. yeah i mean let me tell you something and i cried you talking about crying I, and just writing this book it really allowed me everyone can be a ninja allowed me to just reflect on those moments i can't tell you how many times i cried after the first season of American Ninja yeah. War because there are so many firsts. There are so many, you know, being unsure of myself. Where do I go? And I think of guys like uh, Michael Strahan when we talk about mentorship, mm-hmm. me being able to reach out to Michael Strahan and saying, hey, I need some help. Uh, can I come shadow you? Absolutely. Now, I didn't know Michael Strahan like that. I mean, he knew who, who I was. I knew who he was, but we didn't hang out or anything like that. He played on the East Coast. I was on the West Coast. But no worry for, for you to come. Right. No worries. Come on out. That's cool. Allowed yeah. me to shadow him for the day. As I started to mature more and more into the industry, I think of a guy like Anthony Anderson. I didn't know Anthony Anderson, but for him to be able to help me out and say, hey, this is how you kind of navigate Hollywood. This is what you need to be working on. This, I'm like, man, this, these are good people. Yeah, those yeah. good people, especially in, in the industries that we're in. Right. If you find those people, yes. latch on for sure because it takes a very special person in entertainment that wants people around them to be better. Yeah, right. that's most I'm, people. It's I'm, I'm, I'm super concerned yet. of yeah. heaven is mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so Actually, I want you to be better. I know, but then I have to help you. <laughs> that's and that's the We've joked about this on the air because Kevin and Bean cannot, for the life of them. Right take a compliment (laughs) and i said to them one of my first days i said the thing that is so great about you guys is you allow people around you Mm -hmm. to be better which makes them better and they were like oh whatever no jimmy kimmel was always great and adam carolla was always great no it's because you gave them the space to be great which most other hosts would be like no 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 no. No, they're coming for my job absolutely And, and and that happens and you see that because a lot of times in entertainment they come from an individual standpoint. Right. Like for me, I came from a team um, background, and so it's very important for me to be a part of a team mm-hmm. rather than I have to steal the show or right. I have to be the person. And so you see that where you go to someone like, I'm not telling you because you could be coming after my job right. in the in mm-hmm. the future. And, and that's not what it's about. I think social media was designed behind the concept, the very concept of community. I mean, everything we do in life, when you see success, it usually does have something to do with community. Mm-hmm. All right, we need to take a quick break. Everyone Can Be a Ninja is the name of the book, and we'll be right back. How'd that go? Did you? Was that a fart? <laughs> <laughs> 
know. Let me try again. Again, guys, my mentor. <laughs> Let me try again. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Our guest is Akbar Bajabia Mila. All right. In studio, he has written a book called Everyone Can Be a Ninja. We just got a uh, text from Matt Money Smith. Hey, oh. I know Matt Money Smith. That's my guy. He says you tried to kill him. No, I... <laughs> Is that is that what he's telling you guys right what, now? Uh, what exactly happened? Okay, let me set this up. Okay. Uh, so I also, uh, in addition to working on American Ninja Warrior, I do part-time over at the NFL Network, and I, I do the fantasy show with Matt Money Smith, right. who's got the greatest voice in all, yeah, all, all of TV. It's oh, annoying. On, just so we, if you don't know his voice, this is it. I love the weenie. That is him. Yeah, yeah. so um, we're doing a demonstration on set, and remember, I'm 266, 260 pounds. Matt Money Smith is maybe 5'8", 107, 108 pounds. So I'm over 150 pounds. <laughs> that seems light. Uh, no, sure. okay, I'm He's over, tiny. Yeah, okay. I'm over 150 pounds heavier than him. Sure. And I do a little demonstration on Michael Fabiano, and I get past him. And I just want to go, like, hold him up, like, just to hug him, mm-hmm. you know, like, just to hug him. And he flew across the yeah. stage. Yeah. His body went one way, his neck went the other way, yeah. and the glasses went the other way. Yeah. You and decapitated him. No, I, no don't I watched, say that. No. I watched the video. No. He's he's dead. He's I mean, never been the same. No, he's let me dead. Tell you something. I have to be yeah. honest. Can I, can I love him, yes. and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> no, okay, let, 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 me, let, let me just say this. I thought when I went home, I said, I'm surely going to get fired. Oh. I'm for surely going to move back to the hood uh, because I'm going to get sued. Fatality. <laughs> Fatality. Mortal Kombat. Finish him. I was like, I'm going to have to give my kids up to my brother so they can live a better life because it is That's over. Extreme, but all right. Oh, we're going to post that video yeah, at Kevin and Bean because it is. It's bonkers. It is something. No, I think people will mm-hmm. support me and I think people I will say, you know I, what, that because it. I weigh mm-hmm. more than him, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, right. you remember back in class, what is this mm-hmm. mass versus what is it mass versus velocity whatever velocity or, or whatever yeah. that is yeah it was just the mass was just mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah it was anyway. plus, inertia, Allie, pointed, yeah. Allie pointed out during the commercials that matt is made from tissue he's tissue and i think paper. that's true yeah, like charmin like, yeah. I mean, like charmin mm-hmm. uh, two yeah. ply he's two ply yeah, exactly oh, that's nice. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i did want to ask you one question because yes. your book like a lot of people's book is stick with it never give up right. don't listen to the negative voices right is there anything to you have to pick the right thing for you? Because what do you mean pick the right thing? He's saying, like, are you saying that people... I'm saying I know... Maybe some people should give up on a dream if it's yes. a specific talent they don't have. Yes. No. No. Yes. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. And I, it almost happened to me. Uh, true story. Um, so when I got out of the NFL, I was lost. There's a transition period that a lot of NFL players go through where you're going, what do I do now? You've invested all this time into football. I then want to go into broadcasting, and I'm like, how do I get in? I don't have a big enough name to get into broadcasting. And I then pursue this. I take a backdoor approach by working for free. From that, it lands me my first job calling college football games at CBS College Sports. And I'm doing game Division II games, Conference USA, so I'm going to all these random places. But here's the thing. I'm making $26,000 a year. I left the NFL with about $300,000 in my, in my bank account. Um, That's rough. And, well, and five years of not having a job and then making $26,000 a year. Oh, by the way, from single to married with two kids. And now all of a sudden that money's going down and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm not getting any traction and I'm just, you know, on these regional games and I'm going to Cleveland, Mississippi, where they call the armpit of Mississippi and 
And my wife comes to me and say, look, like we are drowning. That $300,000 quickly became $40,000 and it was only going down from there. And I'm like, kids literally uh, eat money. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> literally. Crazy. No, yeah. literally. And, and I'm just, I'm sitting there like, like, I don't, I don't have a BMW. I don't have a, you know, I'm not yeah, helicoptering, life, yeah. private jet or anything. Like that. It's just going down. And I thought to myself, maybe this isn't worth it. And so I started selling turf. I got out of that because I was, I took a job selling artificial football turf, um, baseball turf as well. And I got out of that making $75,000 a year plus commission. I was like, well, maybe I should do this. This is the route. But I realized that I was chasing the money and not the passion. And sometimes we're forced to change our decision because of financial strain and say, okay, I'm going to take this route. But really on the inside, the burning passion and desire. But from the outside, people go, well, you're not very successful. You're on this one of these regional type things. It's not happening. I'm definitely not being compensated for it. So do I continue down that path? But I just, I remember Michael Wilbon telling me, and his wife said, baby, don't tell him that. He says, Akbar, you're going to have to pay the price for five to seven years. I go, five to seven years? Mm-hmm. I said, all right, I'll do it. I'm in it. I'm in it. And so even though it put a, a, a significant amount of strain on my family, I can look back now and say it was worth Did the, you at any point sell one of the children? No, but I did sell. Uh, I did sell turf, though. I did yeah. sell water. Oh, I, I was only, yeah, only one. I wasn't Strangely, very good. So that's, you, uh, that's his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. so ten that months later, ten months later, I, I was out of a job. Yeah, and then the NFL Network came. Wow. wow. Yeah. But here's here's the reason I bring it up because I have friends who think I want to be George Clooney, and you go. You're not ever going to be George Clooney because that's not you. That's the problem. You don't have that? Well, the problem is you can't be George Clooney because there's already a George Clooney. One of the best advice I ever got was that you there's only one of you so make sure you maximize understand you the hardest person to get to know is yourself and if you're out there trying to be the next somebody you're done mm-hmm. you don't you don't have a chance to be the next Michael Jackson that will never be repeated my first interview with ESPN I thought I was so big time I got cut in 2005 I got brought up to ESPN, meeting with Fred Brown and Al Jaffe. I said, boy, you can't tell me nothing. (laughs) Man, I was like, man, this is great. I I found the right time. I got cut, and now I'm at ESPN. He says, so, what makes you any different? I go, yeah, I'm just like Stuart Scott. And he looked at me and was like, hold on, let me tell you something. (laughs) And the interview's over. He goes, we already have it. And he said, just like this, with the same tone, we already have a Stuart Scott. We don't need another Stuart Scott. And I was like, in my mind, you know, that, that voice, that insecurity, yeah. like, sure. oh, boy. Oops. Because <laughs> all I had on my resume, now that I think about it, I probably look like a complete idiot. I had San Diego State, degree, Raiders, Chargers, that's it. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you like, kidding me? That was my resume. Like, are you kidding me? And then you come in and tell me you're the next. So for your friend, if he's trying to be, he's got to be the best of him and not the best of someone else. His friend. All right. Sure. Plus, <laughs> His also, friend wants uh, to be like George Clooney. Uh, Kevin, can we also yeah. address the fact that he was talking in the first segment about community and having people around you that believe in you? Mm-hmm. Be a better community. Yeah. Don't, okay. Don't let I him mean, this is all on me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah don't You're put him the down. reason tell he's the not person. succeeding. Just, yeah. Just tell him that. No, okay. Don't don't try to be the next George Clooney. Okay. Yeah, like maybe sell turf. I didn't see this turning around on me. Yeah. But, all it's right. on you, brother. I'm so, good with that. Everyone yeah. can be a ninja. Hold on. Bar, Matt, let's talk well, about this. Hold on. Matt Money Smith has something he wants to talk. I love the weenie. Oh. All right. That's <laughs> a lot. It's a lot. I thought he was calling in. I would have been no, scared. No. <laughs> the name of the book is Everyone Can Be a Ninja. You can meet Akbar uh, tonight 
at uh, tonight at 7 p.m. at the Barnes and Noble at the Grove. Yes, you're going to be signing. Books. Uh, th- that's kind of crazy to me and surreal. Um, I just did a book signing in New York at Tribeca at the Barnes and Noble, and to see my book on the shelf. I- I mean, it was just emotional. One, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. crazy, right? I mean, to think the process has gotten to now, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to the Grove and seen, oh, this person's there, that yeah. celebrity, this person's got a book coming out, and they're going to do a signing. And to see that, might, I mean, it still kind of feels weird. Awkward. I mean, people are lining up to meet you and just to get a second with you. Man, well, it, that's it's amazing. Still, it's, it's humbling and it's crazy yeah. to know that, you know, that's, uh, you know, this is going to be my first signing over there at the, and just walk. I'm an LA guy. So, yeah. you know, I still feel like I'm the kid from uh, Crenshaw. High school, who you just gonna go sit down at like four and wait? <laughs> uh, four, wait yeah, I said, like, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. <laughs> He's walking into the gap. He's right. like, You guys hear about right. the book signing? <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've also got a thousand dollar challenge, uh, that I'm gonna oh. do at Barnes and Noble. So I've got this lock box, uh, it's a obstacle box, is what I'm calling it. My book is encased in this box. So far, Common has tried it. Um, he got knocked out. Layla Lee has tried it. She got knocked out. The okay. Today Show folks tried it. Uh, Chanel, Al Roker, uh, no one's been able to get into this box. So if you can get the book out of the box, it's so simple. It's hard. Um, you have three minutes to do it. You can't break it. You can't drop it or anything like that. Um, I, in fact, I have it. It's here. In the, I was going to try it. Yeah, it's, try it's, it. it's in the green room. But, uh, yeah, you get $1,000 on point if you can open it. Tonight, if yeah. I go to the Grove, or what if I do it now? Uh, I'll give you $1,000 if you can do it, but you have to do it in three minutes. <laughs> Stay right there. Yeah, no, 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 no. yeah. right. I just ran out. <laughs> thank you very much for coming Thank you in. so much. I look forward to it, and uh, thank you for uh, helping me promote the book, Everyone Can Be a Ninja, my very first book. Uh, and tonight, 7 p.m. at the Barnes & Noble at the Grove. What am I going to do with 1000 bucks? I've got to think about where I'm going to spend it. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We were so close to winning that $1,000. I feel like I made some moves. So close. (laughs) We didn't do good. Ekbar has his book in a, like a lockbox. Yeah, it's like Mm -hmm. a bit of a silver contraption. It's a puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can get it out, he says, in three minutes... I'll give you a thousand dollars. We yeah. all three of us were working on it. Yeah, I feel like we made progress. Fail. Oh, yeah, we, epic fail. Well, there's that. We didn't. We didn't uh, make any. No, progress? not okay. really. All right. Well, okay. It was a good effort, right? Uh, yes. So uh, yeah. No, okay. It wasn't even a good effort. Uh, Seven fifty-three. Allie is here. What's happening? I'm going to be thinking I about know, me that too. dang silver box all day. What? <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about silver chair all day. A great band, right? Mm-hmm. Miss them. What have they been up to? What? Billions, you guys, renewed for a fifth season on Showtime. The news comes as the hit drama series is still in the midst of its fourth season, with the fourth season finale set to air on June 9th. You guys like that show? I've not watched it. Oh, Too much TV. I've been told that it's great. Damian Lewis, Just Paul Giamatti. I'm love sure both. It's, uh, great. Love yeah. both. Excellent, excellent no time. show. What about Showtime? Because that's where it was renewed. I'm so tired. <laughs> Have you heard about Liquid Death? Liquid Death? Mm-hmm. No. 
a trendy new drink called Liquid Death. It's going to set you back about $21. $21.99 for a 12-pack. They're tall boys, but it's not booze and not an energy drink. It's rat poison. Nope, it's just mountain spring water sourced and canned in the Alps. Again, it's called Liquid Death. But instead of coming in, you know, like a minimalistic white box or being marketed as fresh, crisp, and pure, it's going to come in aluminum cans, the tall boys, decorated with skulls, and it promises to murder your thirst. Fatality. <laughs> What's happening? It's so dumb. How much do I need for my water? Here's the thing. It's, um, it's being marketed... Kind of like for what they say, the water has punk and heavy metal influences. And Mike Cesario, who's the guy that came up with this, he's the brainchild behind Liquid Death, explained that he wanted to find something that the straight-edge punk subculture would be able to identify with. It's water, dude. Do they need that in their water? Calm down. Bro, I can't drink Mountain Dew anymore. Got to move on to Black Death Water. Liquid Death. Liquid Death. Oh, I like it's going to murder your thirst. Is this the silliest Fatality. thing Is that real? Ever? It is real. Huh. You can get it um, on Amazon. Again, $21.99 oh, for deal. a 12-pack of Tall Boys, which is just water. Hail Satan. But it's going to make you feel... Super manly drinking it. You're not. Gonna Is be, it though? You're not going to be drinking like one of those. Oh, effeminate waters. No, you're gonna be no Evian or no, yeah. no, no. Please, that's it's for got women. Skulls, <laughs> and it murders your thirst. I need my water to taste like Kid Rock. It's very, uh, very odd marketing, but uh, who knows? I'm not drinking any of that girl water. <laughs> I was not aware that you you had to man up water. Oh no, yeah. I man up on everything. I man up wow. on my socks. I got man socks. I got man water. Ew. I got man juice. I think most guys okay, have man socks for a their lot man of, juice. I'll tell you one thing. A lot of people hear me say man juice and get offended. Mm-hmm. It tastes great. Man, it tastes... I love man juice. Really? Oh, my God. I don't agree. I ask, sometimes yeah. I'll just meet a stranger and say, give me some of your man juice. I'm not happy with just where this it, is going. let it breathe, Kevin. <laughs> Let's see where he goes. I love... I'll tell you. When, my, when I was little... Mm-hmm. My dad, he taught me to drink man juice through his man juice. He would. I mean, <laughs> he. I don't want him to keep going. I feel like we should stop it. That's now. what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, you're right, Kevin. That's my point. Yeah, Listen, that, they, you had the right instinct. They can't all land. I apologize. They can't all land. What do you think of Led Zeppelin's Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, and John Paul Jones? all participating in a new documentary celebrating Led Zeppelin's 50th anniversary. The three surviving members film new interviews, um, and the yet-untitled project, currently in post-production, will be shopped at the Cannes Film Festival. Sorry for not knowing this, but are they one of the bands that has hated each other for a long time? Or? Uh, not really, uh, okay. um, but they don't want to play together okay. anymore, even though people keep begging them, just do one show for your 50th. That's all they want. People had said Oh, Robert Plant's voice doesn't hold up. Uh, BS. I just saw him. Not just, but the, what was it? A Royal Seiko? Yes. That dude's voice holds up and he was doing Zeppelin tunes. Uh, Yeah, maybe he's not hitting like the highest of notes, but the dude's 804. Let him live. I would love to see them together. That would be that would be a dream. Do you think he drinks liquid death? Probably Hell not. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> okay. No.
But, uh, yeah, it's going to be shopped around at that film festival. Not only is it the first uh, feature um, to feature all of the members, but it's going to have archival interviews um, with late drummer John Bonham, previously unseen film and photographs, and it's going to be amazing, and I want this to happen, and I want to be able to watch that. Hell yeah. When I was on Megan Holiday's podcast, we discussed... If we could go back in time and be a groupie for any band, mm-hmm. she picked the Rolling Stones, which I thought, okay. I'm right, right, Fred said. No, right, said Fred. Either one. <laughs> you'd, uh, you'd do that. But I was, I would go back in time and be a groupie for Led Zeppelin. Like, song remains the same. I'd be on a horse with Robert Plant, her hair flowing in the wind. Oh, man. <laughs> so Doesn't he always call people Bubba? I don't know if he does. Um, he might. Can we, check in on, does. can we check in on Dave if he's still watching the Pikachu movie trailer? I mean, he has been all morning. Can we yeah, check I'd in? be shocked if he Check wasn't. in with him. Dave? Dave, you... Are you listening? What's up? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah still, still, still watching. Oh, still dancing. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, it's good times, you guys, right there. Producer. Yeah. Producer Dave, just watching on a loop, Detective Pikachu doing jazzercise. Yep. Good times, everybody. Some birthdays for you guys. Rosario Dawson, John Corbett, Billy Joel, Audrina Patridge, and Ghostface Killer. That's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Cameo is an interesting service that you can have celebrities make a specific video for you. Mm-hmm. So if you want uh, your favorite celebrity to wish someone happy birthday, you can go through this service called Cameo. You write out a script. If they say okay, you pay a certain amount of money and they yeah. do it. And it's not always just, you know, D-list celebrities. They have Brett Favre on there. There's like sometimes some pretty big people. Katie Couric does it. Mm-hmm. Some names. And when And when they're on there, do they do it? Yeah, they, they do. do. They, well, that's mm. part of the agreement that you get into. I see. By signing up, people like we we bought one for you, Kevin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Blaze your dead homie, which was yeah. awesome. One of my favorite Juggalo rappers. Uh, <laughs> he wished you the best, he did. and by that, sort of made fun of you, of course. Uh, but yeah, you, you, I mean, that's the thing. You, you sign up as a celebrity, and then you're you're on the hook. So Dave Sanchez, our producer, King hey. of Mexico, mm-hmm. morning, signed up. Well, for on. cameo. Hold on. Did hold you or did without you not? really hold us on. knowing? This wasn't a bit. Right. Hold on. Hold on. So you guys talked about it on air, and I thought it would be funny if I try to sign up because it's me and get rejected. Right. So I do that, mm-hmm. and then I get an email that says, welcome to Cameo. And I was like, crap. Well, there's people like, you know, there's like uh, uh, names on there. I'll go through them, and there's like Curvy Jeff, YouTube sensation. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of Curvy Jeff. <laughs> yeah, like, they, exactly. they don't reject anyone. I no. need Curvy money, Jeff to make me a message. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I was just looking for the rejection. That's what I, that's what I thought would have been funny. Right. Like, I couldn't even get Cameo. Okay, fine. Into cameo. So they accept you. Yeah. And you've been doing them? No. No. Have people been requesting you? Well, no one knew I was on it. Have people been requesting you? No one knew I was on it until I got a request for one Kevin Ryder. I requested mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It was $10, and I stumbled on it in a normal way. I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God. And so then I asked him to do it, and then he, he he even said to me, like, oh, we'll just film it on your phone. I was like, no, dude, do it through the Cameo. Right. I want, number one, I should pay you because that's funny. Two, it should say Cameo in the corner, and I, I want to feel like I'm making a purchase. Correct. And so he did it for me, and then on air we said he was on Cameo, and then what happened? And then I got a couple of requests. Not too many. But okay. enough. How many have you done? I've done one. Just Kevin Ryder. Mike. Just, Just Kevin Ryder. So yeah. you signed up for it. They accepted you. Yes. You're getting requests now, mm-hmm. and you're of. not yes. doing them. Well, yeah. You're doing and, zero and of them other than here's, mine. Here's, where, here, here's why we're doing this. Okay. Because 
I feel like a dick either you, way. Well, well, here's the thing. It's you are. I, I don't want to be on this. This. Uh, Hold on, I'm typing. I'm writing to the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be on this app. I did it to be funny. Right. And then now it's biting me in the ass because... The answer is very simple. Record the ones that you have and quit. But see, I don't want to do that because I don't want to be that douche who's recording things like, hey, happy birthday, Joe. Hey, it's Dave, the King of Mexico from K-Rock Radio, Kevin and Bean Show. I produce it. If you know who I am, cool. If you don't, oh well. That's how you sell that's yourself? That's my intro. Okay. I mean, that's inspirational. Because this is how much I don't want to do it. Because, and the reason why I did that video is so the people at Cameo could get off my back. They text so much. You they signed up for it. I know, but I don't want to do it. Like, Who cares? It, it's like signing up for you know Facebook. Sure, you're on it because you signed up for one thing, and now just leave. let it be. But that one thing is actually making videos, and that's well, the I don't one do that, thing though. you're not doing. Yeah, but I don't want to. Right. Okay, so then now just feel, delete it. So, but, but, so kick out the few that you have, do mm-hmm. them, get them behind you, quit Cameo and move on. You're but- a loser. <laughs> Dick's a Cameo, Cameo, Dick. What up? <laughs> <laughs> but the people who, who uh, after doing Kevin's, requested some, and now I feel bad because mm-hmm. they were nice enough to request. Yeah. But right, so I do just it. don't want to. So How hard is it? Well, it's too late now. They're expired. It's not too late because you can do it here on the radio. Let's do it right if, now. If, if, if You don't even need to take their money at this point, but at least you owe them. You 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 were a businessman, and you've ruined it. Yeah, you got to come correct. You got to actually read these off. All right. All right well, do it to into your phone, though. Actually record them. I'm not going to do that because it doesn't matter. It's, it's They expired. They can get it off the radio. Yeah. This one's for Kyle. All right. <sighs> Kyle requested, hey, Dave, please tell me that I'm a great, fun, hardworking, fun, and responsible guy. Also know that I know my K-Rock and alternative music. Great. All right. So. That seems like a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. Seems like cool. Like, How hard why? is that to do? Why would you look but at I that and go, oh, I don't want to do It's so much work. Uh, <laughs> I got to get away from studying what's going to happen at the Disneyland Star Wars land for a second. I, I got to do this for six seconds. I can't wait for June 7th. I, All I right. If Kyle going. is listening, All right, this do one's it for, for Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. Hey, Kyle, this is Dave. You're a great, fun, hardworking, fun, and responsible guy, and you know your K-Rock stuff. Enjoy. Sure I mean, seem that hard. it seems so simple, and yeah. he, he would have made $7. Yeah. Instead, right? you've made... But I don't want to charge this guy $7 for that. Like, you, just email me. I'll email you back. You're cool. It's not the it's same It's not the same. Thing. It's the same reason I told you I wanted it through Cameo, because it's part of the uh, community. Dave's a Cameo. Cameo. Word up. Okay, what else you got? Who All else? right, this one's from Stephanie. Okay. It says, please congratulate my daughter on finally graduating from Chico State. Oh, my awesome. God. She's been a huge fan of the Kevin and Bean show since she was in high school. Come and on. she's her acceptance into the multiple subject teaching credentials. For the program. record, you're he's a terrible re- human. He's representing Kevin yes. and Bean yes. on the show. People go, yeah. oh, I'm a big fan, love everything you do. And then he just goes, nah, whatever. <laughs> oh, your daughter graduated from college? Oh. That's whatever. Cool. Who cares? Probably t- it probably was easy for her. You know what I mean? Just four years of just studying every day. Come on, she to us the whole time. I would do that for free. Why wouldn't you do it? For- I right, do it, Kevin. I'll, I'll record you and then upload that one. You will. Okay. No, I don't because it's expired. Oh just just say what you want to say to her. Love. All right. This one's for Stephanie. Okay. Hey, Stephanie. Congrats to your daughter because she didn't leave a name on uh, graduating Chico State. Cool. You're going to be a great teacher. The oh, end. my God. Wow, just- See, and that's and that's why, like, I don't want to do that into a, a video. Thank you, King of Mexico, for the decline of Western civilization. Mm. Idiot. We have a, any others? Let's get let's let's crank them out. Let's get them all. Let's crank them out for Matthew, okay? Whose friend Matt is a lawyer. All okay. right. Hey Matt, congratulations on being a lawyer and your two years of Peace Corps service. 
I hope you and Carla are happy together. This, this has the organic forever. ease of dialogue of like an ISIS video. It really does. Like when someone has like a gun to their head and they're being forced to do something. It's Come awful. on, Dave. For God's sake. Somebody's... You should be paying them $7. I'm not. Okay, who else? See, and, and this one's for Jack. Dave's this is a cameo. Cameo. Dave. This wow. is the last one. <laughs> you Please keep don't forget the word up. The word up. <laughs> Please leave word up on there. All right. All right. This is the last one that okay. I had and now I'm going to close it. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, Jenny, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> you and Kate are going to have so much fun together. And good job not naming him Malachi. That was a smart decision. See, a oh, callback. They God. listen to they the show. The they show. know they love that everything you're you doing. messed up Malachi for Malachi. These, are, these are fans, Dave. I still stand by Mal- Malachi. Malachi. You are 100%. <sighs> Taking a fan's face, yeah. moving it closer but to your see, face, I, and I, then spitting in their you face. Really are. But that's the thing. I, I didn't Don't really want to dick. sign up. I didn't really, I'm, not a, I'm, not a, I'm a dick for doing it, and I'm a dick for not doing it. It doesn't matter that you wanted to be rejected. That's irrelevant. If if you're on it, you've accepted it. That's fans it. of the show want you to do it. Effing do it. and Or sign off. All right, what do you think I should do? I think you should sign off. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. We were talking uh, yesterday about our uh, our hot takes. Every one of us has some opinion <sighs> yeah. that some everybody, more, else, everybody else is angry at and yeah. think you're crazy. Some yes. more than others. Yeah, you Correct. have you have a completely fire hot take mm-hmm. that infuriates people, but deep down in your soul, you believe it to be true. Uh, which is true in the sense that people hate me for saying that I think every concert should be 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's dumb. I do hate you for that. I'm even saying it could be 45 minutes to an hour, but I know for sure concerts should not be more than an hour. That is how I genuinely feel. Right. So live with it. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah. Do you want to do the segment or are you just, I mean, just we mad could, now? You guys could look at me for the rest of the I'm saying, Because okay. I'm saying, honestly, if I, if I go to the trouble mm-hmm. of getting the time to make mm-hmm. sure I go, I go early, I have to park, I go right. in, and it's Muse or one of my favorite bands, mm-hmm. and they play 45 minutes, yeah. I want my money back. Yeah. That's, well, that's a ripoff. Number one, there's no return uh, policies for concerts. You've seen the whole thing. Yeah, it, I'm so angry. You can't give back the product. So thanks, sir. Wow, he's not only sticking with wow. it, he's doubling and tripling down. But you got a lot of flack for that, I did. for that hot take. Yes. It did infuriate people, but it started us talking about what are some of our hot takes that people get really mad at, but we're sticking with it. And that we genuinely believe these are Absolutely. not troll moves. Yeah. Right. Kevin, uh, your hot take is something I had mentioned mm-hmm. a week ago. Oh, I've felt this way for a long and time, and people have hated me for it. And you've, you've hidden it forever. It. And you've hidden it. No, he's, I haven't ta- hidden he's it. talked about it. Okay, I have good. talked yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah, go ahead with your hot take. Um, Beatles are not that good. That's so Beatles crazy. are not that good. Overrated. Here's the thing. They're overrated, uh-huh. but they came along at the exact right point in history. Uh-huh. If somebody else comes along and and takes that spot, and they're the second or third band in, no one remembers them. It's not, but they're not. Nobody remembers. But them. they're not wonder. No. I need somebody, Help. not just anybody. Help. You know, I need someone. Help. So I mean, that's ba- a bop. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. I think they're overrated. I you think just don't they, think they're, like, revolutionary? No. But I you think, think that they happen... I, I can't deny that they have mm-hmm. a place in history, a very yeah. important right. turning point in music. Yeah. Um, they, oh, yeah, this one. Now, this was disposable. 
I mean, half of what Paul McCartney does is disposable. Oh, I didn't bring up wings. I'm saying the Beatles. <laughs> okay. I will say, for someone that just thinks, oh, they're catchy, I, I get it. They have cute songs. Right. When I saw him with James Corden and he went back to England and was I saw taking that too. around, performed in a and pub. Him talking in the car about that song in particular, mm-hmm. when he talks about how his mother, Mary, came to him in a dream and was just like, let it go. Like, everything's going to be fine. I cried like a baby. So wait, are we? T- are you saying that you... No, believe- five minutes after that, I was like, still over it. <sighs> this is oh, a bad... Oh, so you agree yeah, with me. Yeah, I agree with you, Kevin. It's a bad take. <laughs> I mean, it's a... But I believe it. And, yeah. and if, a, if a Beatles song comes on when I'm in the car, I, I can't change it fast. I don't hate them, they but changed, I just can't... They I have changed no music. They were a boy band, Because basically. of the time they were, they, they were perfectly no. placed right in place, time. Right place, right time. Their yes. evolution is bonkers. And I heard a man say that because of the Beatles, uh, we grew hair. <laughs> Did you hear that guy as well? <laughs> so that's I, the one that everyone is mad at me for. And yeah. then we're going to take your calls at 1-800-520-1067. You have a take. You actually believe mm-hmm. that everyone thinks you're crazy. Kevin, you're yeah. such a disease. How dare I you? have one that I, I have tweeted before, and I've mentioned it before, and it angers people because I, I truly believe that no one, no one loves LaCroix. <laughs> you're all you're all just drinking it, thinking, "Oh, look at me drinking this! Oh, it's so much better for you than no. soda." What bet, is that? Bet, is it bet. just water? It's seltzer water that tastes like a little bit like peach ass, <laughs> and then a little bit like pear. Peaches ass. have asses. It's just it's not as good as everyone says it is. You know what it tastes like? You know when you have a a cup that you didn't fully wash out and there's mm-hmm. like a little bit of juice in it, but then you put water in it? Absolutely. It tastes like that all it's the time. It's like if Hanson Soda said, we give up. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And I I tweeted out um, a little thing that I saw online that made me laugh so hard that LaCroix is made by the same company that makes Fago. Sure. The ICP Juggalo soda. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoop whoop. Mm-hmm. So the point of that was you're just bougie juggalos. <laughs> like you need to get over yourself, <laughs> you LaCroix drinkers. Bougie juggalo. And Good band name. People were so upset when they found out it wasn't LaCroix. Right. Because it's LaCroix because they're from Wisconsin. <laughs> so calm your teas. You're not like on the French Riviera sipping ass juice. <laughs> calm down. Jeez, good one. <laughs> sipping ass juice is good? Good one. In that particular sipping example? Sipping on ass juice. <laughs> Laid back. With my, on my money and my money on LaCroix. Guys, make way for Hot, hot Take Jones. All right, one eight hundred. Get out of the way. 520-1067 is the phone number. You call and we will talk to you coming up next on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Q. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take one phone call. Let's make it uh, Jamie in Granada Hills. Good morning, Jamie. Hi. Hi there. Hi, how's it going? Good, thank you. You have a you have a hot take that everybody hates. Yes, so it's actually my boyfriend. Okay. Um, he swears up and down that no one really likes the taste of alcohol, which I, makes me so mad. I love that, <laughs> and, I, and I agree with him. I don't think anyone loves the taste of alcohol. How do you know that if they don't agree, if they don't like I it? I think they like, like the spirits of it. They like getting wasted or buzzed or whatever. I don't think that they're like, this is Snapple. I don't think they're thrilled by the taste. You know what, Jamie? 
I just saw a study released last week that scientists have proven oh, don't be that nobody really likes the taste of alcohol or black coffee, but we trick our mind into liking the effects of both. Yep. Literally just oh, read that last that's week, Jamie. Just, that's nonsense. Don't, don't, don't tell your boyfriend. Don't Jamie's tell your boyfriend. boyfriend 2020. <laughs> no, 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 don't no, tell no, him. Don't tell him. I liked him. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Jamie. All right, look, we're all just having fun here, right? I mean... Let's be nice to each other. We have hot takes. Some yeah. people hate it. Sure. Get out the way, everyone. I don't think the Beatles... Get out the way! I don't think the Beatles were all that great. Here comes Hot Take Jones. Yes, oh, no. yes, yes. <clears throat> the man who created this, the man who who has opinions that are hated but true. Ghostbusters one, a great movie. Yes. Yeah, I, one, I, one of the all time greats. One of the all time greats. Okay. I want you to know that Ghostbusters two is as good as Ghostbusters one or better. Stupid. It's true. That's just stupid. Ghostbusters two is a great movie. That's the one where the guy's in the place with the New York artwork City, and all yes, that stuff. Vigo the Carpathian. Vigo, ridiculous. New York City is negative, and they need to turn it positive, and they do it. There's slime, and they're, they're, there's pink slime under the... And also, people love the Ray Parker Jr. Ghostbusters theme. Right. That's like, oh, it's the best. The song from Ghostbusters 2 is 100% better than Ray Parker Jr. Okay, I don't know the song from it's 2. It's Bobby Brown okay. on our own. This is it. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Ghostbusters 2, again, the hot take, Ghostbusters 2 is as good as Ghostbusters 1. That's ridiculous. And that song um, is a good song, a mm-hmm. but the first one is better because it's campy. That's why I like the first yeah. one. It's oh, not, so we like campy It doesn't stuff. take itself seriously. Uh, okay. I, that's the whole movie is campy. No. Ghostbusters 2 is, is <laughs> as good as 1. The song is 100% better. Okay, you're done. All right. All right. Let's go to Pam mm-hmm. in Burbank. Good morning, Pam. Good morning, guys. How morning. are you? Morning. Good. Thank you. Right. Okay. You believe so what? First, that every... for, yes. Go first ahead. and foremost, Kevin. Yes. I agree with you. The Beatles are totally overrated. Yes. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Um, and second of all, don't kill me, but I did not find, nor did I enjoy, the Princess Bride. Ooh. I thought it was really dumb. Inconceivable. Ah. What? Hot <laughs> take. How did I know you were going to say that? that is not a, by the way, that is a steaming hot wow. take. Wow. So when everyone talks I'm about it. strong, guys. Did, yeah. Did you, wow. But did you watch it more than once? Like, did you just give up on it and turn hard? Were you in a horrible mood I, when you watched it? Like your family had just perished no. in a fire? <laughs> no. I wa- no, I watched it. I was, I was told by my friends, you have got to see it. And I finally watched it. And... Oh my God! It was it was so horrible. I wanted to like it, but it was so bad. I couldn't. I, I'm sorry. Right, I, you, I really hated it. I don't want wow. Pam on my side now. I Pam, mean. do you know? Pam, do you know that you're like one of the only people in the world that feels that way? You know what? I'm totally okay with that. Look See, at her. That's, Nicely that's, done. I agree. That's the point of this whole thing. Well Your hot take that you truly believe infuriates people. <laughs> and uh, I need Pam to prepare to die. Yeah. So yes, both of those. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's go to uh, Paul in Burbank. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? It's going well. Thank Let, you. Let's get let's get hot. Ew. All right. Look, Jensen's right. <gasps> a concert should end around forty-five to an hour. Wow. Jensen's yeah. clapping by himself. Yeah, you just uh, that, well, forty-five minutes. I'll clap with him. There's two of us clapping. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> I Paul, turned off his mic. Paul, yeah. Paul and I clapping. But. Uh, you don't the feel like is, you don't yeah, feel no, like. Let, a, oh wait, he's let got the a man reason. Think. He has a point. Paul, go on. Do we know that? 
Well, yeah, we do. Uh, I think the uh, most bands aren't able to keep a full hour of entertaining stuff on stage. Agreed. So I feel like when you get to about forty-five to an hour, it's time to do something else, unless it's transcendental, which it almost never is. Okay. Are there exceptions to your rule? Because I would argue, are there exceptions to your rule? Because I would argue a band that has the catalog and the stage show of U2 could do two hours and it would be fascinating. Oh. I, yeah, I are think there, after an hour I would leave no matter how. Really? And I'm a musician and I perform, but oh. I just think like, uh, that's about it. An hour is all I can handle. Thank you, Paul. All right. Uh, I'll uh, meet, uh, we'll, we have our meeting every week, as you know, so I'll see you at 7.30 tomorrow night. Get off my it's, phone, it's Paul. A, it's a three-minute meeting. Get Thank off you. our all right. phone. <laughs> all right. Let's go, to, uh, let's go to Gerald in Huntington Beach. Hi there. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Thank Good. you. What's your hot uh, take I that people uh, hate you for? <laughs> Tom Brady is no way the greatest quarterback of all time. Oh. Okay, and, uh, no and way. here's okay. the thing, Gerald. I totally get that because what you're saying is he's the greatest NFL player of all time. No, no, no. He uh, he needs no, to that's what I heard. the ball just to throw it. Mm-hmm. So how how does that work? I mean, I don't see that. Well, that yeah. logic doesn't doesn't back yourself up at all. I mean, you he's, don't think so? No, mm-hmm. because well, it's, there's, there's also Spygate. Remember, we yeah, all had Spygate. Yeah, he needed look, to cheat, and he still had trouble. Yeah, look That's, into that. It and was. There was a it tuck wasn't rule. real. There was a tuck <laughs> rule. News. We had that. Who do you? What? And then they should have lost see, the Super Bowl when Seattle. Uh, yeah, agreed. Gave it to Marshawn Lynch. That's oh, coaching. Sorry, sorry, Gerald. By the way, That's Gerald coaching. has he has a hot take, mm-hmm. obviously, but he also has points because uh, how do you, with the greatest quarterback of all time, and have that many cheating controversies? If you look into those cheating controversies they weren't really controversies uh there's a rule now are you let me guess gerald are you a uh are you a raiders fan maybe yeah, <laughs> bring me the snow <laughs> wow nailed it, nailed it. Uh, all right a few oh, more I love you, gerald let's go to uh, uh paul and seal beach good morning paul hey guys how's it going good hey, paul thank you uh so Here's the thing. I, I, the movie Grease with John Travolta and it, Olivia Newton-John. Yes, sure. that's classic. That's like a steaming pile, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Paul? This is really funny because this was a topic on Twitter a couple days ago. And Michael McKeon, the great Michael McKeon, said that his t- hot take was Grease, unwatchable. So I mean, yeah, you, you are in horrible. great company. I don't. I, I, this is a movie I normally would hate, but you don't even like like Grease Lightning or like any of those like jams. Yeah. No, no. The whole thing is just. I think if it came out today, like for the first time, it would flop. And I. Another thing might be that like I didn't watch it till I was an adult. So maybe like it was made more for kids. But it's, it's and got the a, fact that they're all like in their thirties in high school. It is creepy. Kids. That's creepy for <laughs> it's sure. A creepy part but of there's it, a sure. campiness to it that you have to get over in order to enjoy it. Which Paul can't. I, I think yeah. campy is an excuse for a poor movie. Okay. All right. All right. Paul's not. I mean, not, he's got not points. A fan. Yeah, there he's you got go. points. Thank you, Paul. All right. uh, let's go to um, Mike in Irvine. Hey, Mike. Hey. Uh, yeah, so I'm sorry, Alan. Star Wars, Joker, boring movie. <gasps> Wait, all the Star Wars movies are bad? No, just the first Star Wars movie is not a great movie. I really don't enjoy watching it. Well, it's no Empire Strikes Back, but it's still a great movie. No, it's like, no, it's, okay. it's pretty boring. 
Mike. <laughs> I, I like mean, some of the other ones. I like some like of uh, the other Star Wars. The original is just it's you, boring. Did and, you prefer uh, one, two, and three? Yeah. Uh, I like Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And I like. I really like Rogue One. I thought that was probably okay. one of the best ones. But Star Wars is boring. Wow. Okay. Odd. Okay. The original. I can accept that. All I'm right. I'm fine with Mike because at least he's not one of those people that's like Star Wars stinks. Just hates the hate. Yeah, yeah. That's, he just thinks that's the first one's boring. All right, Sean yeah. and Anaheim. Good morning. Hey guys. Hey. Hello, Sean. So uh, uh, a while back, I uh, had an appendicitis, and so before I went into my surgery to have my appendix removed, uh, I asked the surgeon if I got to keep it. Keep and, your uh, appendix. And he told me no. My appendix. Yeah. And uh, he told me no, and I was very disappointed. So you're saying and that... so I'm convinced. Yeah. <laughs> you're convinced? Yeah. What? That I should be able to keep my uh, my body parts. <laughs> well, like, it, if I, I get it... something removed... Yeah. Why did you want it? It's his. Uh, uh, that's that's an entirely different... No, so I'm, I'm asking... A teacher. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. And uh, I, I, I'm a teacher, yep. and I wanted to keep it in a jar on my desk. <laughs> Just he... for intimidation? Just for intimidation. <laughs> he, by the way, he's, wow. he's right. He should be allowed to keep his own body it's parts. Yours. It's, yeah. it's yours. It's yeah. your property. Uh, I, strangely, uh, though, Sean is a math teacher. So <laughs> that's the thing. Just Super weird. odd. Just yeah. weird. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. We welcome to the show on Thursdays, Dr. Drew Pinsky. Good morning, Dr. Drew. Hey, guys. What's happening? Welcome. Uh, measles. What's yeah, up? You, you guys are the only folks I have not spoken to about measles. I've been chanting about it for two weeks, and I've been absent, and I apologize. So let's get into it. All right. So I mean, half my family's dead because I couldn't give them your warnings. Right, because the, cool. the two weeks you took off. Yeah, we needed it. Well, you're all dead, so <laughs> hmm. now right. what do I do? So it's found I, in Southern California all over the place, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it's on. Okay. Uh, there's been an outbreak, mm-hmm. and not an epidemic yet, but measles is so infectious that literally... If you if somebody with measles walks through a grocery store and you walk through that same aisle t- up to two hours later, you will contract the measles. You will. If, wow. If you are not properly immunized, it is that infectious. Okay. Now, how do you know if you're properly immunized? All right. So, if you were born between 1957 and 1980, there's a high, a reasonable probability you're not adequately immunized. So either. You should, you should discuss this with your doctor. You should either get a blood test to check the level of immunity that you have or just go get the vaccine. So, so I've known for a long time that I probably was inadequately immunized. So I, for years, you know, I worked in a hospital. I thought, mm, I, should get the, I should get the vaccine. But when am I going to see measles? When this started, I, <laughs> I literally ran to the pharmacy. I grabbed one for me, my family, my, my wife, you know, anybody bored in that window. And I'm just giving the vaccine to everybody. I mean, why spend the time and the money on getting the immun- immunological assessment? Just get the damn vaccine. Is it expensive or do you have to get a doctor's note or what, how do you get it? Some pharmacies do it without a note, but I think if you want your your insurance to pay, you've got to get a, pharma, a doctor's order. I mean, we Dr. know a doctor. Drew, just right? making it rain with Where? vaccines. <laughs> Where does it does it does it? I mean, I, this is a stupid question, but is there like any side effect other than pain of the needle or anything? It's, it's a live attenuated virus, so you can have a little viremia. You can get a little earache, a little sore throat, something like that. You can feel a little achy. I felt nothing. I've not, I've not yet seen anybody feel anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you know you obviously can't get it if you're immunosuppressed, if you're on chemotherapy, if you're around people are pregnant that kind of thing be very very careful talk to your doctor uh, but you know said it's there's nothing to this thing and here's my grave concern yes you know how i've been i've been chanting about my grave my serious if you're going into the homeless again i don't know that i can take it 
Well, that's where I'm going. <laughs> because if the, if this gets into that population, it's going to. We, I'm literally going to be tending to people on my knees in the gutter. It's going to be. Uh, it, it'll be on then. And you have to have complete immunity if we get that level of epidemic going. It's going to be a really serious. Now, day. when you say complete, what am I hearing about two shots? Do you need to get two shots? If you are an international traveler or a healthcare provider, you should get two shots separated by a month. So I'm probably going to get a second one. But here's my fundamental message. Okay. We are responsible to each other. Yes. We have lost track of our citizenship and our responsibility to one another as community members. We are so GD preoccupied with our rights and how special we are and what snowflakes we are. You are responsible to everybody else to protect yourself from the measles so you don't contract it, so you didn't infect everybody else. We, I, I'm, I am apoplectic about our lack of concern for everyone else in the community, which is the primary reason you're going to get that vaccine. I, just, I want you protected, but I want everyone else protected even more. And we have a responsibility to one another that we have forsaken for years. So I, wish I, I, I just wish he was passionate about this. <laughs> so if I don't get this immunization, then I'm part of the problem. You are endangering okay. Allie. Mm -hmm. You're endangering producer you everybody mm -hmm. everybody around you yeah. you are endangering who not properly immunized and and that's not okay all right my, and there's nothing to this vaccine i my, mean my, what i'm hearing is dr drew is a socialist uh, <laughs> right and we're weirdly i i think i'm a libertarian until it comes to stuff like this then i'm a socialist right <laughs> my mom is a nurse and i texted her mm -hmm. and i said mom was i immunized and yeah. she said yes because we had to in that day Early 1900s, 1910-ish. <laughs> yeah, but, you, but that vaccine in the early, you know, from 57 to 68 was not very good. And so you probably don't have adequate immunization. So it wasn't meant to last a lifetime. And we'd eradicated measles. We didn't, you weren't yeah, why would to you see need it again. It. Yeah. So are you yeah. saying then if we were born after 68 and we had the two rounds of shots, we should be good? You didn't get the two rounds till after 92. The, the, oh. 68, the 68 to 80 window is sort of probably okay, okay but still be careful uh, you should really pay attention mm. okay now what does that mean be careful and pay attention does that mean you need to go back and get immunized again that means you need to get your titers checked or get immunized yes and also yeah. to ask another basic question do measles appear like chicken pox is that what i'm looking for no, not at all. I yeah. mean, it can be anything from very mild sore throat, like I said, like almost like an earache or an upper respiratory infection, to the full to encephalitis and death. Frankly, oh, I mean, it's the leading cause of death throughout human history in, in childhood. As recently as 1980, 2.6 million children died of this. Wow! In, in worldwide, yes, it's a de potentially deadly disease. It causes deafness. It causes brain damage. It's it can be minor and it can be devastating. And it's rather rough in adulthood. So you get the fever, you get the aches, you get the flu-like symptom. Then you get what's called a morbilliform rash all over your body. This sort of red dots that coalesce. Right. And that's sort of the classic measles rash. And you can get little red spots on, the, on your uh cheek and throat. What? I saw that on a Brady Bunch. They all got the measles one yeah, time, and no, they were able to skip school. They were laughing. They were all like, this is the best. We should get measles all the time. Yep, well, there you go. Enjoy. Enjoy. Uh, can we talk about something a little happier? <laughs> a little happier. So we found out today that Denver has become the first state in the U.S. to decriminalize psychedelic mushrooms. Upon first look of that, it sounds terrifying? It sounds weird, and I'm going to give it a qualified huzzah. Really? Off to Denver, yeah. yeah. Uh, because the laws, the laws that so make only people at the Renaissance Fair can do those. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, the Renaissance Fair is a perfect sort of 
uh, sort of uh, period piece for the state of our public health in this in this state, <laughs> which is medieval times. That we, that we've known since 11th century how to handle infectious diseases and sanitation. Oh, we don't need that anymore, according to our city in Los Angeles. But anyway. Wait, also, Drew, uh, mushrooms, a uh, great place to do them, yeah. Renaissance Fair. That's a good oh, point. That's yeah, that's a good point. So, so I a qualified huzzah, I, and I worried that people can get hurt with this, but the idea that we have made molecules not just illegal, but not to be touched by human hands is a bizarre law. So, of course, we go extremely the other way now. We make it completely legal. <laughs> there, there will be use for psilocybin clinically. I, I guarantee it will be used in end of life. It will be used in certain depression and PTSD syndromes. I know there are lots of research coming in where it's looking good. Now, should every person be doing this? No. Uh, I, You know, people that there are now... I don't want to get too deep into this, but there are guides and all kinds of things that can help you with this if you're hell-bent on doing it. But don't do not do it willy-nilly. Hallucinogens can hurt your brain, period. So no willy-nilly, but mm-hmm. do your research. Qualified huzzah. Okay. Qualified, Qualified huzzah. Okay. I've never heard that category before, but okay. I just invented it. Dr. Drew, you seem very angry. Like, you're saying the same things every day to everybody everywhere, and no one seems to be listening. Why am I angry? Because I literally, Kevin, I feel like I'm standing on a railroad track, waving my hand, saying the bridge is out, and the engineer gives me the finger and drives the train off the track. And the engineers are our politicians, and I want to put a referendum together. We hold them personally accountable for their reckless negligence, just the way any of us would be held if we did things like this that harm people. I'm serious about this. I want to create a referendum. If anybody out there can help me with that, let's hold politicians personally accountable for reckless negligence that materially harms the citizens. We should expose them to the measles. Whatever it takes. We've already exposed them to typhus. They're not listening to that. Right. I'm just saying, Dr. Drew, 2020. Right? He's, he's, on, he's on fire. USA! 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 You can follow Dr. Drew on Twitter at Dr. Drew. The website is drdrew.com. Dr. Drew, midday live, Monday to Friday at 12 noon to 3 p.m. on KABC. He's got four different podcasts, and he's got the Heal app. You can see a doctor in the comfort of your own home. Dr. Drew? Thank it's, you, guys. It's been fun. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Bye. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Time for one more look at what's happening with Ellie. And I come bearing gifts because tomorrow night, K-Rock's Guys Night Out at the Bicycle Hotel and Casino. Guys, tomorrow night. Yes, going to be fun. Uh, that's Kevin. That's Dave. That's Beer Mug. That's <laughs> Hot Omar spinning the tunes. You get to play poker with those dudes and most likely take their money. <laughs> Here's the thing. I did. I lost more money than I ever have mm-hmm. at Guy's Night Out last time. So I'm coming for everyone. Okay. You're a loser. Uh, watch out. Well, <laughs> you can RSVP your spot to play poker with the guys right now at www.thebike.com. Poker and blackjack starts at 9 p.m. But let's give Caller 21 a spot to play poker at Beer Mug's table. I love you, Poppy. Oh. Just saying. Beer Mug never won more money mm-hmm. than last time. Really? Yes. Is that a fluke? Yeah, like how? Okay, that is a fluke. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, you're also going to get a rack of chips worth 200 bucks. So give a call right now. 1-800-520-1067. Winner must be 21 or older. So caller 21 is going to win a spot at K-Rock's Guys Night Out. 1-800-5800-TOM. Nope. And nope. casino at Beer Mug's table. Excellent. 9 p.m. Going to be fun. It's going to be real fun. I thought about this 
a lot yesterday um, because it, it disturbed me. Uh, I did the story about Amy Schumer and her husband having a child. They named the child. I thought, what a lovely thing. How sweet that to was. To give a little shout out to one of your closest friends, comedian Dave Attell, by naming your child Jean Attell Fisher. And I thought, that is beautiful. What a what a beautiful thing to do for a friend. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Jesselnick was in here yesterday. And off the air, I asked him, I said, oh, did you hear uh, about Amy Schumer's baby? Because they used to date. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, Allie, that's, that's not the kid's name. And I thought... <laughs> Whatever, that's Anthony. A weird like, that's thing, just yes. a weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah. All right, Anthony. I dismissed him. Yep. And uh, I'm sitting at home yesterday, and I was thinking about the name, Jean Attell Fisher, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh my God, Amy Schumer is trolling all of us. Because if you say it, you realize it's genital Fisher, which is <laughs> not... It's not something you want, and you definitely don't want a son named Genital Fisher. <laughs> Is she punking all of us? She's wow. trolling us. You are an enormous loser. Yeah, I think so. Honestly. And the fact that Anthony said it to me, and I was like, <laughs> whatever, dude. Right. Let me do the story four <laughs> more times in the morning mm-hmm. without catching it. <laughs> so, kudos to you, Amy Fisher. Amy Fisher. Amy Schumer. Wow. Did you just congratulate Amy wow. Fisher on the air? I mean, it feels like that's a that's, hot take. That's awful. Yeah. yeah. That happened. Because she, she, shot, she a shot a woman in the face. Yeah. So she shouldn't be congratulated. So no I mean, kudos. For her aim, maybe. Kudos, Amy. But. Oh, jeez. <laughs> You're not making it better. <laughs> not. That was not funny. No, it was awful. Uh, Amy Schumer. Yes. Who has thought about Amy Fisher in decades? Zero I mean, people. That it's on is... the tip of your tongue, obviously. Well, she's married to a guy named Fisher, last name. Right. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly who I think of, not Derek Fisher or things that have come up within the mm-hmm. last 10 years. No, mm-hmm. I think of Amy Fisher. Her name is Amy, and her husband's last name is Fisher. She is Amy Fisher. You are admitting that you love crime. Oh, she's so, always I admitted mean, that. Yeah. yeah. She loves you know? murder. I love murder. Fatality. Mm-hmm. Guys. Britney Spears has been granted a temporary restraining order against her former manager, Sam Letfi. According to The Blast, she made the request asking for him to stay away from her, her father, her mother, and two sons. And the documents explain that he has been sending harassing and threatening texts and tweets and have caused severe mental trauma. And essentially, she's blaming him for spreading that free Britney hashtag. And then it was all him saying that she didn't put herself in there. That really? So this is this is a uh, an ongoing situation. But for a a judge to grant that restraining order, you have to have a little bit of proof. So you have to have a decent yeesh, amount of proof. Yeesh. That guy, he's another name I haven't thought of in a long time. But right. he was around during the Umbrella Day, right? Well, and a lot of people blame him for, the for a lot of that. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a journey. Sure, really. <laughs> that's commitment though to stick around. That long to, that long to just still to talking screw to the family? Yeah. Like, insane. Insane. So, Howard Stern has a book coming out May 14th. Howard Stern comes again. And he's detailing a pretty frightening health ordeal and one of his biggest interview regrets. And he sat down with The Hollywood Reporter and talked about how he took a personal day back in 2017. And when he wasn't on the air, people were like, that's not like him. He's never taken a sick day. So that was, I believe, on a Wednesday. By Monday, when he came back, he was like, oh, simmer down with the conspiracy theories about why I was out. And 
basically was lying through his teeth because he admitted that when he was off the air, it was to have surgery for a growth on his kidney, which doctors said 90% chance of that becoming cancerous. So we need to check that out. Fortunately, it turned out to be nothing more than a cyst, but a very scary time for him. Only his wife, his children, and of course, Robin, his radio partner, knew she had gone through cancer herself. So he's admitting, hey, you guys were right. I do never take a sick day, and it wasn't just because I was tired. Why the f- you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my God. Stop f-ing lying. He also mentioned that he really regretted an interview that he did with Robin Williams in the early 90s, and he wished that he had taken Robin more seriously because in in the interview, he basically was saying, hey, I hear you're effing your nanny. And he said, I could have had a great conversation, but I was playing to the audience. They want to hear outrageousness, and that was my arrogance, thinking that Robin Williams can't entertain my audience. How stupid am I? So he talks about basically just the growth now of how he does interviews a totally different way than he used to, which is interesting. Hmm. You know, the way that um, he used to that gained him a gazillion (laughs) listeners. (laughs) But still, to this day, one of the best interviewers He's great. I think so too. Ever. Unbelievable. Guys, Justin Timberlake is set to be honored with the Songwriters Hall of Fame's illustrious Contemporary Icon Award next month. Do you care? Here's what Niall Rogers, who's the Hall's chair, said in a statement. Justin is extraordinary. Like Michael Jackson and George Michael before him, he's turned pop music into great art and made three or four of the most influential albums of the last 15 years. How? He knows the secret is extraordinary songs. Okay. I mean, not that man in the woods thing. I no, I yeah. wouldn't think that was but, a yeah. throw, that was a true throwout. Yeah, <laughs> but I was thinking that wow, songwriter, a songwriter's Hall of Fame's Contemporary Icon Award. Uh, but he's only the second person to receive the award. They gave it to Lady Gaga in 2015. So I was like, who else has won this? Oh, okay. So wow. it's not. It's not like it's not even every year. Yeah, okay. and and. It makes sense because, you know, Songwriters Hall of Fame, you've got a bunch of olds in there, and now you want to have some some news, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Give it to the to the younger ones. Make people think, hey, we're hip. We're happening, right? <laughs> Who's with me? I'm not sure that's what they're doing. Hip but- and so happening. Yeah. Hip Was and happening. anything less? <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like a cool narc. Thank you. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. Uh, The directors of Avengers Endgame revealed that the Marvel Cinematic Universe will soon take a major step for LGBTQ representation. Joe and Anthony Russo said yesterday that a character will be revealed as gay in an upcoming film and suggested it's a person that fans already know. Stop making my sons horny. The topic came up when Joe was asked about the small part that he played as a grieving man, a grieving gay man in a therapy session in the movie um, for people that were talking about the loss of loved ones after the snap and asked if uh, that was the first truly out character. And apparently it was the first truly out character in a Marvel film. But he said... That's a story for another day. Last summer, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feig said that two gay characters would be revealed. Both ones you've seen and ones you haven't seen. Brie Larson. 
Am I missing something? Because to me, that's not not that big a deal. Uh, I mean, it's a big deal in a sense. Well, actually, to me, it I, is kind of a big deal because yesterday I saw on Twitter, I clicked a news story, like a top one, uh-huh. like a complex or something. And the first response was from some moron who was like, uh, hey, you ruin, you're going to ruin my favorite franchise with this snowflake BS. And it was like a, it was like a verified account. Mm-hmm. And it was like someone saying that it, it ruins these movies for him if one of the characters is openly That's on him. Gay. He's an idiot. Yeah, but I'm saying that That's exists. Yeah. It does exist, and I think for a lot of people, representation is important. Does it have to be the whole storyline? No, and I think a lot of people that are LGBTQ would hope it isn't the storyline. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But it it does matter that people are represented. Yeah, and who for cares? Sure. And who cares? cares? You're already. I mean, it's like these people are like, oh, I'm totally into people flying and shooting each other with fireballs. But as soon as gay gets in, <laughs> that's where I draw the line. It's uh, it's hard to suspend your reality. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I, I'm here to suspend my belief. I think that was something that was so interesting about the movie Booksmart that mm-hmm. we had um, Olivia Wilde in to talk about her directorial debut, and it was amazing. And I think it comes out, what, a couple weeks? Yeah. Do we know? I yeah. Don't um, but, it's like a month away. But it was so interesting that one of the main characters was a lesbian in high school, and it wasn't, that wasn't the storyline. It wasn't the was focus. That she, it was just a thing. It was Good. just, yeah, she's, she's gay. I think that's good. And I think that's hopefully where we're getting to. Agreed. Speaking of hopeful, can we check to see if Dave is still watching the Pikachu trailer? Oh, Dave, are you still watching? Dave, you still watching? What's up, guys? Yep. Yeah. It's a little jazzercise music. Yeah, when uh, hmm. when Ryan... Um, not Gosling. Well, we're still over here. I'll be mm-hmm. over here. He's, Ryan... Uh, Reynolds. Oh, uh, thank you. Nice. He is obviously Detective Pikachu in the movie, and mm-hmm. he tweeted out, "Hey guys, full film." Tweeted out a link, and if you watched it, the beginning like logos everything. Then about a minute of what is of the beginning Pikachu. of Detective Pikachu, mm-hmm. and you realize, oh my god, this is an hour and thirty some odd minutes. I'm now watching the whole movie right hooray, now. Hooray! Hooray! Yeah. And then suddenly it just goes into Detective Pikachu um, doing what looks like jazzercise on a loop. And love it. Dave's been watching it for two days now. Two days. Yeah, just straight. That's happening. Yeah, we okay. think it's giving him messages. There it is. What messages is it giving you, Dave? To dance and be cute. All right. Well, wow. That was well. Good. How about you, something that you can pull off? That was good improv. <laughs> he somehow made that bit weird. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how he did that. He's so cute. He's smiling. Very talented, right. that oh, guy. And his cute little hat. Mm. Right. right. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some birthdays for you guys. Ghostface Killer, Audrina Patridge, John Corbett, Rosario Dawson, Billy Joel, and one half of one of the greatest bands of all time. Fight me. Dave Gahan from Depeche Mode. I'd like to punch him in the face. Oh. Wow. You are incorrect, <laughs> sir, because he's a wonderful human. That's what's happening. Thank you, Riley. And your drive home today, listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, random act of helpfulness. Me, SoCal Helper, <laughs> the dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. It's Friday, so we have Keep It 100. We also have actor uh, Patrick Warburton joining us. <gasps> and since Mother's Day is this Sunday, Uh-oh. things that you never told your mom. I have some things, I think. You do. I think I do. Oh, We're here for you. No. Yeah. We can. We will protect your secrets. Like therapy type of yes. thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, like, these are going to be real secrets. Yeah. That you never told your mom. And we're oh, here for you. No. You can trust us. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Well, we won't tell anyone. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.